0: Hey people, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Ask a Black Woman, where if you ask a black woman a question, you better be ready for the answer. Today's episode, our special episode, is called simply the year of return. Now if you happen to not know what that means, I'm going to assume that you are not black because my people, my people, you've got to know what the year of return means. Um, for my people who are not educated on what it means, the year of return simply re- simply if I could say that word. It refers to um, August twentieth sixteen nineteen is um, the date uh, specifically the year sixteen nineteen that we uh, commemorate uh, where the first uh, slate hmm, the first Africans uh, were brought to Virginia in this country. Uh, and uh, marked the era of chattel slavery its commencement if you will and uh, even though Africans had been uh, already uh, brought over um, in those um, um, conditions uh, prior by the Spaniards Um, and dispersed throughout the the Caribbean etc we are commemorating specifically 1619 and specifically from the west coast of Africa and so um, if you have paid any attention particularly on social media um, you'll see that a lot of African Americans uh, particularly are going um, to Ghana this year in particular. And, um, it's, it's, it's very important and people are being transformed about it. You may have seen, um, the fitness guru, Miss A.J. Johnson. A.J. Johnson, if, if you black, you know who A.J. Johnson is. You should know. If you watch John Singleton's, um, classic baby boy, she played Tyrese's mama. Um, in it that the one who had um, the relationship with Ving Rhames his character um, And she goes back to house party days. She played one of the dancing partners and friends of um, um, uh, One of the leads I'm uh, uh, Having a brain fart right here. So anyway, AJ Johnson um, she went to Ghana back in December and she's returned since and um, she's been honored ceremonially and she's going on and on about the spiritual uh, renaissance that she's gone through because of the year of return. Where am I going with this? Where am I going with this? Um, I, I wanted to share with you um, something that I did on this past Sunday and how I, it dawned on me. I said, interesting enough that I did this, but this is all within the context of the year of return and um, what it meant to me just by this much 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 smaller scaled uh moment for me i really wish i could have went to ghana this year um Uh, My life uh, situation, hadn't planned for it. Um, I'm in a transition season, Um, but I do want to get there. Um, I'm a part of a very phenomenal uh, organization called Girl Trek. It is for us, by us. We're specifically uh, working for black women to become uh, more um, active um, towards their um, self-care purpose. Uh, But particularly with the simple task of walking, just like our ancestors did um, as a revolutionary act. And um, so we walk in our neighborhoods to reclaim our neighborhoods. But now Girl Trek has opened up something called the Diaspora Treks, where we are going to all over the diaspora. Some of those treks go to Brazil. Um, the Gullah Islands and uh, I believe there's one for New Orleans but what I've got my mind on is the motherland trek there had they have a Ghana um, diaspora trek this November but they also have one in 2020 and I'm claiming 2020 to be my year it's so fascinating that uh, back in my mm, late 20s I was a performer member for a theatrical uh, company and uh, it was black, uh, black owned and black ran by um, this sister and she must have been going through her own spiritual, spiritual renaissance and. She had this idea that she wanted us to perform there um, but she didn't have the funds there so some of this stuff was going to be largely fundraising etc but i remember her fervor for wanting to go to ghana at the time and how i was absolutely disconnected i just was not in the headspace to understand the importance of that even though i at that Point in my life you it was fair to say that I was really getting into my woke stage before woke became a term um, I really but but the importance of going to Ghana for that reason I could not understand but isn't it fascinating how life does the 360 right because now here I am approaching 41 in less than two months and I have such a strong pool to get to ghana there i want to go to the whole continent you understand but ghana i gotta get to ghana and you know if you mean anything you at least write it down or you put it on your vision board and yes i have it on my vision board and i don't know the how i just know at least i have faith to say i'm going so anyway now I understand. Now I wish I was going. And as I say these words out of my mouth to you guys right now, one of my longtime girlfriends um is now in Ghana. Matter of fact, she's been in Ghana since last Monday. Last Monday. So Christy been there going on hmm, at least 10 days now she she didn't put her hand in the river where the ancestors didn't walk the girl is out there living her best life and i'm so excited and um every now and again when she gets a good signal uh, she'll send us a picture and an update in, on the whatsapp that's how she's communicating with the girls back here in la so um i'm 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 happy for her and so i cannot wait for her to come back and share and you know as I talk this out I'm going to ask her what she mind doing a podcast episode to share with you guys so come back after the break and I'm going to show you uh, show you I'm going to um, give you um, the moment that I had this past Sunday my year of return moment in just a short minute Thanks for returning to segment two of Ask a Black Woman, the Year of Return episode. I'm calling it part one because I definitely want to have my friend Christy come back to tell us about her uh, trip in ghana so i want to tell you about my year of return moment Uh, this past sunday um, i ended up attending the ethiopian christian fellowship church here off of pico boulevard in los angeles how did i end up there well a couple of factors i'm gonna keep it 100 with y'all i actually am an actual member of faithful central in inglewood but uh, it is Uh, the Englewood campus is just a little bit of a distance from where um, my new residence and um, I uh, am seeking um, a church that is closer um, that I feel connected with. So um, I actually um, had been passing the Ethiopian uh, Christian Fellowship Church for a couple of years okay guys um as i would drive en route from inglewood uh, where i was residing to my job i would pass it all the time and so i would be curious i was like oh yeah and plus um you guys should know that the oldest church um found is actually in lalabella in ethiopia so i'm like i think i need to go to this ethiopian church at least one time to see what it's about um, I said if nothing more I'm trying to you know uh, connect with my people as well as make sure I get a real word from God right so I had asked a friend to come with me she did not come with me I went anyway now when I went to their website the website even though it did have obviously um, another language they're Ethiopian on there um, it was some in English and so I went in faith thinking with my American mind that the service would actually be in English because it didn't say otherwise but when I arrived uh, I'll tell you one thing the first thing that got me was the the hugs <laughs> and um, uh, they literally the sisters welcome home welcome home they kept saying it to me. And I was like, oh my goodness, welcome home. So it was obvious that I'm not Ethiopian for one. But, and why did you come And I said, well, I told them how, you know, I had been seeing the church on the way to work for a couple of years now. And how I'm already a member uh, at um, Faithful Central. Uh, but I just wanted to come. So here's the thing. When I get there, they said, well, the service is actually all in Ethiopian. I was like, ah. I said, but I'm here now. She said, but we can have translator. So for the entire service, I had to have um, uh, a lot, uh, a earbud headphones, excuse me, in my ears. And they had a translator that was up in the sound booth that literally translated everything that was being sang and prayed and preached. Um, and which, you know, you have to have a, a, a wide breadth of patience for. Uh, because you know, I realized my convenience uh, being American and having everything in English, um, but here in this particular church, uh, the the people there, the Ethiopian community, um, had the liberty to to sing, to to pray, and to worship in their native tongue, and it's something to behold. When when you witness that and when you feel that and it's not my first time being in uh, a worship um, experience in particular of people of different languages. It started back when I was just a uh, was a freshman at DePaul and it was a requirement for a class that I went to that um, I had to go to other uh, worship uh Experiences that were not of my denomination or faith if I had one. So it was the first time I ever went to an actual mosque. And I'm not talking about the NOI. I'm talking about I went to like a, just a real straight main line. I forgot what line of Islam it was. But I went to that. I went to a Catholic church for the first time. And um, and they they not everybody looked like me. And so, you know, when you primarily lived on the west side of Chicago, then the north side of Chicago, and your background can limit you so that's kind of eye-opening uh, when you're used to going to such an intimate um, experience when you are a believer when you are a Christian in particular there is this comfortability and I'm not gonna I shouldn't say it's just with being Christians but there is a, a comfortability in being able to be in that space of your belief system with people who look like you right now in more recent times um there is this whole effort of multiculturalism and diversity within particularly within Christ- christianity and uh, and it's a big effort it, and it needs to happen uh, because for some reason i think that even and i know i'm going left a little bit even if you're not a christian listening to this um you can still learn something so don't tune me out here but i think you know in terms of our belief system when we say we go on to heaven i think and I may be guilty of this too, we don't really give thought to the fact that we think that when we get to heaven, it's basically going to be uh, our regular church service, but in a bigger space. Like, I mean, we think that when we get there, it's going to be an African-American church experience. We're going to get there and we're going to have service per usual and everybody, we, we're going to expect everybody to, to look like us and it's going to feel like us and that that couldn't be further from the truth, right? And so where there is a breath for us to be, hey, naturally to to want to celebrate ourselves um in these intimate spaces because if you are in America, black in America, Sunday is probably the only time where black Americans get a chance to be themselves more than any other time of the week right um uh, we can be just as african with our drums and our dancing that's what that stuff comes from y'all Um uh, we can be as as deeply spiritual as we want to which is which is also part of our our uh, lexicon uh but any, But that's the, the main time. So we get to do that in that space. And so I think the natural human thing is to we do, you know, the Spanish people are going to be having it in Spanish. But when we when we walk up out those doors and we go and live in other realms and facets of society, we have to and we don't realize it. But to survive here in America, we do have to uh, tone it and, and tailor it um, in a particular way. So, uh, being, being taken out of my comfort zone doing that service was, was something. And, uh, it wasn't jarring, but I, 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 because I came with an open mind, um, it was like, yes, yes. And the, the community in that church made it, made it. I, I think that was a big, big deal, um, that they made it, um, conducive for me. Now, this ain't the first time I've actually been around the Ethiopian community. The only other time that I've even given breath to was when a friend and I decided to have dinner and to walk around the, their area called little Ethiopia, which is just a stone's throw from my job. And, um, the, uh, we had some food and we went in a couple stores. And at that time, to be honest, um, when we went to the stores, they weren't very warm there. But, uh, as far as this, this church is concerned, the welcome home thing is what got me. And I really felt, I had a lot of swarming things going on in my mind. I thought of, it made me think about the importance of language, right? Um, how language gives power language um, gives community and so even though I was having the translation going there there is the other connection for the people who know the language who know the culture um, and so they were so filled in, in their moment because they were sharing the language and their praises were going up in their native tongue. And I wanted so much to be a part of it. And so, um, you know, the service was a little longer than what I was used to. Uh I haven't been in a, uh, th- almost three hour service <laughs> since, um, my, my down home church days back in the West side of Chicago. Um, and I was grateful because in a lot of ways, uh, they were uh, not a whole lot of frills. So, some people were coming because they really wanted to worship the Lord, but that's another sidebar. But um I wanted so bad so instead of me just dashing off after service they were I mean you know they're curious and they wanted to talk to me and everything and so I met two sisters beautiful sisters one of the girls name was name was Adis A-D-D-I-S which is you know short like for Adis Ababa um out of out of Ethiopia so I was like that's dope then I met another sister named Eritrea I was like what so you got sisters named after places in Africa like I'm like who, do, who does that right So they were pretty cool. Then I ended up sitting down with a sister named Mimi. And I mean chatting it up. Like for me to sit down and chat it up the way I did for at least an hour after the service. Hell, I don't even do that at my own church over at Faithful. But I, I got into it and that was a sign with how relaxed I felt around them. And they said welcome home again and the hugs and I would, you know... I appreciated that. And I was so glad that I went. But then I began to another thought. I thought about the importance of language. And how that was used to separate us. When we came. uh, When we were stripped of everything that we knew. uh, And identities. And we came over here. And so now you have a whole population of people. That I'm a part of here. Called African Americans. But I don't know. Who or what my language is? What, what, what did I come from? And I think it's powerful that the Ethiopian community can, can, they can look at themselves in the mirror and know that they're Ethiopian. It's obvious. I can, see, I can see it in them. And then they can open their mouths and speak to one another. That's powerful. And that's why it was taken from them right and so I'm like I got to go back now I could go to, to Ghana and I might not see me in there I might not learn to tweet I don't know but I think it's so important and you know um for us you know if you have children to make that a part of you your educational program in your house to get them over to to Africa you get them over there add that to their learning don't let them get to be forty without without knowing these things and and underst- having an understanding right uh I think about um the Jewish community here and how that where their pride comes now that's it's so much in that, but part of it, even if a lot of Jews would say that they're not religious, <laughs> but their identity comes from knowing who they are what they people are over in Tel Aviv and all this kind of stuff. I think it's so important and that's my year of return moment, y'all. So what what have, for, for specifically for the, the listeners who um, have not been able to go uh, back to the motherland, particular maybe Ghana um, for this year in 2019, have you had any specific year of return moments? Please share them with me. Um, I would love to hear that. Let's 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 have a have a have a moment ourselves and talk about that, um, and maybe even start the hashtag Year Return moments. You know, let's keep our spirits and our attention towards those moments, um, even in our day to day, because they're there. You may have to just step out of your comfort zone and go visit um, some of the areas that are dedicated to that. If you have, if you're fortunate enough to have it in your in your, your city, um, go to uh, the little Ethiopias in your town. Um, and yeah, because I plan to go there, there. The Ethiopian New Year is around September 8th. And so I know they have a big festival. So I'm going. Hey, maybe I'll see y'all there. All right. Uh, thanks for listening. Keep being beautiful. Keep being black. And if you ain't black, keep supporting black. I right? Peace, peace. Hey, hey, hey. Check this out. My one-woman show called Ask a Black Woman. Which one? and Encore Producers Award for the 2019 Hollywood Fringe Festival. It returns, y'all. I have my fifth performance in Hollywood on Saturday, September 28th at 4 p.m. You guys do not want to miss it. Trust, all the reviews online will let you know how it's going down, all right? So go to the website and cop your tickets right now at askablackwoman.show. That's it. Ask a Black Woman. dot show going right down in Hollywood again, September twenty eighth, sharp four p.m. Just one hour of your life that you're gonna be glad that you sacrifice. Peace.